Hello and welcome to the Conscious Entrepreneur Podcast, the place to be for visionaries, conscious entrepreneurs, and enlightened leaders who know they are here to not only make an impact in the world, but to leave their divine legacy, touching the minds and hearts of everybody that they encounter, and to leave the world a better place. My name is Cody Ann Smith, and I am the host of this podcast. I help visionaries and leaders like you tap into your higher purpose so that you can ignite your gifts in the world and share them in everything that you do, creating more purpose, peace, and prosperity in both your life and your business. You can think of this podcast as your hub for inspiration, motivation, divine wisdom, insights, and so much more. If this sounds good to you, tune in because I know that you're here to have massive breakthroughs and I can help you do that. Welcome back to the Conscious Entrepreneur Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in with me today. It means the world to me, it really does. You guys are amazing. And today I wanted to talk to you guys about something that I think everybody on the face of this earth has struggled with from time to time, some more than others and some less than others. But the topic for today is procrastination. And let's be honest, I have been the world's biggest procrastinator many, many times in my life. So I sat down and I thought about what causes procrastination and then how to get out of it. Now, this is not going to be an exhausted list of things for you guys to do necessarily, but rather I want to share some insights with you so that maybe you're going to hear something today about procrastination and how to get motivated that you might have not heard before, or maybe you're going to hear it in a way that makes sense to you because sometimes you can hear something over and over again and it won't click until you hear it in a specific way. So maybe this will be that for you. I hope it will. So what is procrastination? For me, procrastination is sabotage of my higher purpose. I have a higher purpose. You have a higher purpose. And in order to manifest that higher purpose and to take action towards the things that I'm being called to do, it requires me to have a clear path into that purpose. But procrastination is like a dark cloud that comes over and stops you from being able to move forward, taking action on, a, on the things that you know you need to do. Now, I really thought about this, and one of the biggest reasons I believe that we procrastinate is because of overwhelm. So usually we're not sure what the next step is or the project that we're taking on is too big. So we tend to not take action at all. Another reason that I have procrastinated in the past, and maybe this is true for you too, is because you don't have the energy to do what it is that you know you need to do. And then the last reason I believe that we procrastinate, at least this is true for me, is fear. Fear of not knowing what to expect when we do take the step. Fear of not knowing the outcome. Fear of not knowing the big picture. Fear is crippling, and I know that it has really had a hold on me and a lot of my clients and a lot of people when it comes to taking action on the thing that they know they need to do. So let's unpack some of this. Let's see what is beneath those 
three main reasons why we procrastinate. You know, the first one with overwhelm. Why do we end up overwhelmed in the first place? Maybe we take on too many things. Maybe we take on too many projects. Maybe we are lacking in boundaries and we're unable to say no when we need to say no. Or sometimes what can happen is we fall into a trap of wanting to make everybody else happy, which is called people pleasing. And then we take on more than what we can handle because we want to keep the peace. We want to make everybody else happy. All these different things can lead to overwhelm for yourself. So when we do this, we're essentially chasing our tail. Have you ever watched a dog go in circles, running around, chasing its tail, and not ever really going anywhere? That's kind of what we do when, when we feel overwhelmed. We take action on all these things that we know isn't what it is that we need to do, but we uh, trick ourselves trick ourselves to believe that by us taking action, even if it's not quote unquote right action, that we're still moving toward our goal. And in reality, it's an illusion because we think that we're doing something, but we're not. And so what happens is it creates this vicious cycle and it creates more overwhelm because we never quite get to the end goal. And so we're just like rats on a wheel trying to get somewhere, but not going anywhere. So what can we do to get through this overwhelm? How can we embrace the overwhelm that's inevitable if you're a human on this planet? How can we do that? Well, I believe that the very first step is to understand where you're trying to go. I know it sounds super simple, but a lot of us don't even know where we're trying to go, what goal we're really trying to reach. So what you can do is get really specific on your goal. Here's an example. If you want to lose weight, your goal wouldn't be just to lose weight. Your goal would be to go to the gym three times a week. Maybe it would be to hire somebody to help you when you go to the gym. It would be changing what you eat for breakfast. Instead of having a bagel, you would have an apple. You see, these are really specific goals that get you to the big goal. So get really clear on your big goal and then reverse engineer that. What does that look like? What does it look like to get to that goal? Let's say that you have a goal to write a book. Now, writing a book is a giant process and it can be extremely overwhelming and we will find every reason to procrastinate because it's overwhelming. So... What's the very first thing that you could do? Well, the very first thing you could do is to figure out what type of book you're writing. So would your book be a self-help book? Would your book be a memoir? Would your book be educational? There's a ton of different niches. Knowing what kind of book you're writing allows you to branch off of that into subcategories where you can build that goal efficiently. So let's say that you choose to write a memoir. Well, what would you need in order to write a memoir? Well, you would need to know what specific things impacted and shaped your life, right? So you would reverse engineer that. And then from there, you would find little stories 
that built up to those big events. And you can see how all that overwhelm starts to fade away because not only are you creating a clear path, but you are taking something big and making it smaller so that you can take the very next step. And what you're going to notice is that all three of these kind of play in together. You can't really get away from one without having the other. So if you feel overwhelmed, what can happen is you start to lack energy. One of the biggest reasons why we say we can't do something is because we don't have the energy to do it. And sometimes we really don't, and it's not right for us to do something, but this takes a very inward focus and a lot of practice with getting to know yourself at a very deep level to be able to make that decision that's right for you. But let's just say at the surface level, when people say they have a lack of energy, a lot of the time it's because we misplace our energy. So the energy that we have, we're putting in the wrong places. And I kind of covered that a little bit earlier, but it's really true. So let's break this down a little more. We all start out in the morning with a full cup of energy. At least hopefully we do. Not everybody does, but let's just say For the most part, we go to bed, we wake up, we wake up with a full cup of energy, and then from there we get to decide on how to manage that energy throughout our day. So let's say we wake up, we know we have these goals that we want to accomplish, but instead of taking action on those goals or something that will get us closer to them, we decide that, well, we might just want to relax for a while. So instead of going to the gym like we told ourselves that we're going to do, Instead, we're going to sit on the couch that day and just kind of browse Facebook for a little while and then we'll go to the gym. So we go on Facebook, we're browsing around, not realizing that every post that we read, every interaction that we're putting into Facebook is actually a little piece of our energy being distributed on Facebook and we don't even realize it. Meanwhile, your subconscious mind knows that you want to go and accomplish this goal. So not only do you have an energy leak happening with putting your energy into Facebook, but you're also leaking energy because in the back of your mind, you're telling yourself you shouldn't be doing this. You know you should be going to the gym. You should be eating something healthy right now instead of just sitting here and eating potato chips or whatever, you know? And Those are all really subtle energy leaks that create a lack of energy. And what can happen is that we take the quote unquote wrong action for so long and build up momentum throughout our day doing that, that by the time that we want to accomplish that goal that we set for ourselves, we don't have the energy to do it. So two things can happen at this point. Either you can still do the thing that you know you need to do, but you don't have the energy to do it, or you don't do it at all. And both of them can be detrimental, which is a catch-22, I know. But think about this for a minute. If you go and you do something that you know you need to do, but you're not fully behind it, you don't have the energy to support that, then it's not going to come out fully. It's going to come out half-heartedly. And then you're not going to be satisfied. And what might happen is that you might have just created yourself rework, something that means that you need to do it over again because it didn't come out the way that you expected. And then what's the second scenario is that you don't do it at all. And then if you don't do it at all, then you feel guilty. And then you feel overwhelmed because now you feel like you haven't even moved 
the needle toward any of your goals. And so you procrastinate longer. It's a vicious cycle. So what can we do here to make sure that, well, first of all, that we wake up with a full cup of energy? Because not everybody does. How can we wake up with a full cup of energy so that we can do the things that we need to do so that we can stop procrastinating? The way that I do this is I create stillness before I go to bed. The last hour before I go to bed is not spent giving my energy to anything. It's pulling my energy back into me. This is real self-care. Doing the things that you need to do for you. Now, it might require a bath, but it doesn't have to. It can be meditation before you go to bed. Whatever it takes to get you in a calm and relaxed state before you go to bed will help restore your energy. Because remember, an energy leak is the reason we don't have an energy in the first place. So what do we do about that? We figure out where we're leaking energy, we go within, and then we do the thing that we know we need to do in order to have a full cup. I am a huge, huge advocate and believer in the way that you go to bed is the way that you wake up. I know because I have experienced it on both ends. I've went to bed super stressed out, super on, and guess what? I would wake up feeling the same way. Have you ever woke up and your head, your mind, I mean, <laughs> is going a million miles an hour and you can hardly even think about your thoughts? That's because of stress. That's because of energy leaks. And if you go to bed with a million things on your mind, you're going to wake up with a million things on your mind. So how do we maintain our energy? We go to bed so that we wake up with a full cup. That's the first thing you can do. And all of this is going to take some willpower at first, especially if it's something that you are not used to doing and you're creating a new habit. It's going to take some willpower. So I know I talk a lot about flow and I talk a lot about letting things be easy. And for the most part, yeah, you want to live in a space of flow. But when you're starting something new, it requires a lot of effort. It requires a lot of energy. And doesn't that sound like a paradox? When we talk about refilling your cup and refilling your energy, but using a lot of energy to get to that state. But I'm telling you, it works. The other thing about maintaining your energy is to pay attention throughout your day. When you're going to do something, rather that's eating something, rather that's going to meet somebody for coffee, and hopefully you're not drinking coffee because coffee actually depletes your energy as well. But let's say you're going out to meet somebody in your body before you're about to go out the door, it sends you a signal and it's like, I don't want to do this. Like you've, You're so inwardly focused that you can feel the sensation of your body constricting when you're about to do something that's not in alignment for you. That's one way you can maintain your energy as well. Or when you're going throughout your day and you're about to eat something, something that you love the taste of, but you deep down you know it's not something that's fueling your body, well, that can also be an energy leak. So going throughout your day, paying attention to your body and its cues can help you understand if you're leaking energy or if you're pulling your energy in. And yes, all of this has to do with overcoming procrastination. I know this is probably not the conventional things that you have heard if you've read 
books like Eat the Big Frog First or if you've heard other people talk about how to be more productive or something like that. And the last thing I want to talk about when it comes to your lack of energy and changing that situation for yourself is decluttering. When you declutter your environment, you declutter your own energy. I don't know if you've ever heard it before, but if you have, I apologize. But for those of you who haven't, this is profound. Your external environment is an exact reflection of your internal environment. So if your desk is a mess or if your house is a mess, then likely what's happening is the same thing inside of you. And so if the external environment is so cluttered with stuff, then energy cannot flow freely through that environment. Same for inside of you. If you're so cluttered up with the things that are not serving you, energy blocks and energy leaks, then energy cannot flow through you, which causes you to lack energy. So this will give you the energy that you need so you can overcome procrastination. And what was the third one? The third one is fear. What is one of the biggest reasons people procrastinate? Fear. Fear of the unknown. Fear of being judged. Fear of messing it up. Fear of being successful. Oh my God, what if it does work? Then what? I have to maintain the success? Will I be able to do that? There's lots of different fears that come up. And if I had to pick one out of all three of these, which is the biggest reason why people procrastinate, it would be fear. Fear is underlying foundation for all of this. Because if you weren't fearful, then you wouldn't feel confused. Because fear triggers you to feel like you don't know what you're doing. It triggers doubt, which triggers overwhelm, which triggers lack of energy, right? So getting to the core of the reason, fear is a very profound and powerful thing you can do for yourself. One of my favorite ways to get to the bottom of fear is to ask myself, okay, what if the worst case scenario does happen? Then what? I realize that when you go to the worst case scenario, that it's not nearly as scary as what we make it seem. Anxiety starts to melt away because we feel like we're going to freaking die if a specific outcome happens. So why not just go to the worst case scenario and put yourself there and realize that, yeah, it might suck, but at the same time, you're not going to die. Here's a good example. Writing your first book. Are people going to judge you? Yeah, they might. They probably will. Publishing it? They probably will. Will your book have errors that you're going to find after you've edited it a million times and reworded things? Yeah. So put yourself in those worst case scenarios. And what, what result do you have left? Well, at least you still got it out. At least you touched the people who needed to hear your message and it doesn't really matter about those people who are critiquing you and judging your work or whatever. Take yourself to the worst case scenario and then ask yourself, is this fear, is this worst case scenario worth not living my highest purpose in this lifetime? No. The answer is no, it never is. So how do we overcome this fear? Well, it does take willpower, just like I said in the beginning. It takes willpower to make a decision. And then from there, you take one small step. 
toward what you want. But make sure that that small step that you're taking is by doing the first thing that you do not want to do. Always make sure that the first thing that you do is the thing that you don't want to do the most. In fact, this is kind of how I got over OCD. And I know this is a little off topic, but it all plays into the same game at the end. And I grew up with a mom who was very OCD about things. And so naturally, I became the same way. So an example would be that I like my towel to hang a certain way on my stove. Otherwise, it would drive me crazy. So what I decided to do was use willpower to force myself to be okay with it messed up. I would literally hang it messed up so that I could learn how to deal with it. That's the worst case scenario, right? (laughs) It was messed up. So I went to the worst case scenario and I sat with it and I realized that I wasn't going to die. But it took me to do the thing that I didn't want to do the most, right? I had to do the thing that I really did not want to face. And it helped. Now it does not bother me anymore as much. I can't say fully, but not as much. It's not as severe. And it's the same way when it comes to anything. Overcoming procrastination, reaching a goal, any of that stuff. What I am finding is that the strategies that we use to get to success, no matter which door we're walking through, they all have some underlying tones that are the same. So that's why I gave you guys the example of the OCD thing, because it's no different. And then something else that can really help you, especially if you have fear, is to pick a date. So You know that you don't have to do it necessarily today. And I know this sounds counterproductive to procrastination, but bear with me here because this is the method I use to quit smoking. And with willpower and courage and determination, you will be successful too. So pick a specific date when you know that you're going to do the thing that you are so afraid to do. And then stick to it. And there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. You have to do it. But what can happen in the time before you actually get to that date is that you can start working through some of those fears. And this I find is super helpful. So pick a date where you want to start something new, start a new habit, work towards a goal, something like that, and then make it non-negotiable. And then when that date comes, go in full force and do not look back. Make sure, of course, that you have support and make sure that you have a plan if you are going to do this because this can be very tricky for some people and I don't recommend it for everybody but for the select few that really work this way I think it could be very beneficial so I mean you can at least give it a try this is how I quit smoking and it worked beautifully I never smoked again after I made that decision so Let's do a quick recap here. What is procrastination? Procrastination is sabotage of your higher purpose. And what are the three main reasons why we do this? Number one, overwhelm. Number two, lack of energy. And number three, fear. Once you tackle these three things, you will find yourself moving way closer to the goals that you set for yourself. And you're going to find that procrastination kind of becomes a thing of the past. Now, I want to put it out there for a disclaimer that it's not always going to be easy. 
There's going to be challenges. Anytime that you decide to create a new habit or to step into a new identity or anything like that, it's going to always take this process over again. But what I have realized is that it becomes a lot easier. The transition becomes easier because you've already done this process with so many other things that when you bring it to the new goals, you're much more likely to already have built up momentum and built up that muscle, right? Because this is like building a muscle. So it needs to constantly be worked out. Maybe not vigorously, but it does need to be maintained. So I hope this episode was helpful for you, especially if you deal with procrastination. It can really be defeating sometimes, but I am a huge believer in taking radical action and social proof. So when you go and you tell somebody that you are eliminating a habit, you're kicking procrastination or whatever it is that you're doing, then when you tell people about it, it makes it stronger. So here's my challenge to you. If you're really honest with yourself about wanting to quit procrastinating, take a screenshot of this episode, tag me so that I can cheer you on and then take action. Just know that I will be here behind you, supporting you the whole way and cheering you on behind the scenes. Have a beautiful rest of your week and I'll talk to you on the next one.